NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! As an adult, don't we all miss spring break? Nothing like taking a week off from all your responsibilities. Well, here's the next best thing for adults, a spring break from house payments. SaveWithConrad.com can help you get rid of all your credit card debt, just like that. We're routinely helping our listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but check this out. No house payments for two months. It's SaveWithConrad.com. Hey guys, need to call a quick time out here. Wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling my listeners over at OU didn't know for a while now about all the cool things happening over at adsfreeshows.com. A brand new series has arrived on Adfree Shows. Top of the card unpacks everything you need to know in the wrestling trading card space. And we're starting with the granddaddy of them all, the 1982 Wrestling All-Stars Series A set. Now, this set was not exclusive to any one territory at the time, as we were still right at the tail end of the territory era of professional wrestling. So it was a basically a who's who in professional wrestling, with card number one being Andre the Giant. Others included in the set include Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes, Ted DiBiase, and others. 20 years ago, Eric took on Stone Cold in the main event on Raw, but the real main event was the confrontation that happened backstage before the show. Now, the next week, I'm sitting in this chair, and that same guy, I don't think I had said a word to him that day. I don't think I had seen Rick up until the point he came through that door, and he's, you know, getting me, he's just telling me to get up, get out of the chair, and he's so pissed off, he's bleeding. I'm on the phone, and he's got blood <laughs> running down his chin because he bit his lip. He was so mad, he bit the inside of his mouth. He's got blood on a backstage confrontation. I hadn't even gotten out of the chair yet. (laughs) Ad-Free Shows members got to sit shotgun alongside Kevin Nash and click this co-host, Sean Oliver, as they watch back some of the worst matches in history. None more so than the Yeti. Randy now. The mummy is not Frankenstein. You don't walk with your arms straight out. With the arms out, right? And, and, you know, a Yeti is also not a mummy, but... I don't know. Was it Jim Hurd? Who was here? Well, well, whose brainchild was this? Who gives a fuck? That's just a small taste of what we got waiting for you. With four levels to choose from, see for yourself why Ads Free Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now at adsfreeshows.com. Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, we'll be discussing when I left TNA. But first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How you doing today, Paul? Kurt, I'm doing fantastic. And yes, we're going to talk about one of the most requested and asked about topics ever from the show and from the audience, and that's when you left TNA. So I can't wait to dig and hear all the stories about what was going on and what was going through your mind. Uh, we had a fun show last week. We talked about you just kind of stepping in and putting SmackDown on your back and winning that that championship. No one else from Raw wanted to come over, but you stepped up, my friend, and said, I'll carry the banner. And, uh, and man, but we had a lot of fun uh, on that show. But, man, this is all TNA, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Me too. This should be good. All right, well, let's do it. And the story begins on June 25th, 2015. It's a taping of Impact, and you drop the TNA title to EC3. That's right, Ethan Carter III. And uh, for those that maybe aren't as familiar with uh, Impact, EC3 was coming up at at the time. He was a hot and heavy heel for TNA. Were you surprised they had you drop the title uh, to him, or did you think, hey, this kid is, yeah. He was the upcoming star. He was, without a doubt, the guy that was uh, head, and, head and shoulders above everybody else. 
I mean, EC3 stood out like a sore thumb. His promo skills were incredible. His in-ring work was great. wasn't like incredible, but he was good enough that he was able. He was passable to be a main eventer. But he got better and better as time went on. He was a little green when he started, but he got better at, at certain points in time. But man, this guy could cut a promo. He had incredible look, and he could work in the ring. He was a future star. That's exactly where I was heading next. Was about his work in the ring. What were your thoughts about how he was working in the ring at this point? Uh, he was pretty good. He was a solid worker. He he wasn't the best athlete, like you know, uh, being able to fly around and do certain things. But he, what he did, he did really well. And, and he was a very basic, but it worked extremely well. So, Kurt, one of the things that happened around this time is TNA goes from Spike TV to Destination America. You know, every time I hear that, I think of the RV that's just kind of driving <laughs> through the Midwestern parts of the states. Uh, what are your thoughts about this? I mean, are you feeling, hey, this is kind of a step down and uh, I'm out of here when my contract's up? Or what are you thinking? <laughs> hey, you know what? It was. It felt like a step down. There's no doubt about it. I mean, going from Spike to Destination America, you, you knew that the, uh, the company was a little bit in trouble. Um, uh, we couldn't get any other, you know, network to air our show be besides Destination America. Uh, I knew things weren't going as well as they should have. Well, if there's one moment that you can point uh, that involves the end of your run in TNA, or even when you knew TNA was in bad shape, was that it? When when you saw the network kind of go um, away for Spike and all that? No, when I saw guys starting to leave, like the okay. big stars, like Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff, Sting, uh, guys like that at that caliber. When they started to leave, I I, I realized, okay, the money's running out. Like uh, I, I know they're keeping me because I'm I'm the guy on the show. I was the top guy. I was. The guy that they were pushing every week and, and making a, the name and face of TNA. Uh, and Sting was up there, too. But, you know, they couldn't afford to pay everybody. And, and my contract was pretty pretty pricey. So they, they, they decided to keep me, and they decided to let go of certain other folks. And I knew that at that point in time, eventually, they weren't going to be able to pay me if things uh, stayed the same, if they didn't get better. That's my question, right? So you said it, Hogan, Bischoff, Sting, they're all gone. Are, are they, is there anyone talking to you saying, Kurt, I don't know. Uh, we'll see any, any kind of that talk about you and, and keeping you around that your, cause you've, you've said it before. They paid you well. Yeah. You know what? I'll tell you this. Every time my contract ran out, they had a new contract for me okay. and I, I would probably expect they would continue to have done that, which, which is crazy because you know, Giving somebody or paying somebody seven figures a year, when mo most of the talent aren't, aren't making even a hundred thousand, um, it, it's it's a it's a big deal, you know. And to give that money up, uh, I guess they thought I was worth it. And um, it's just I just I knew things were starting to uh, kind of hammer down. Oh where, yeah. Uh, you know they're not going to be able to pay me this amount of money for that much longer. So I decided that my time was out. I was, was going to get out around 2015, 16. So let's talk about this because Billy Corgan comes in and uh, he gets involved in TNA around this time. Do you remember working with him? Or Yeah, any, Billy had a passion for the business. I mean, he was really good. He was a great writer, um, great agent. Uh, I enjoyed working with him. Billy, Billy knew the business, which was really surprising because I knew he was a lifelong fan, but I didn't know that he knew a lot about the business. And he showed it. He proved it. That's right. For those, uh, uh, Billy Corgan, obviously smashing pumpkin singer heavily, you know, obviously what he's done with the NWA. Kurt, the other thing going on around here is you've had a lot of medical issues, right? At, at this time, it's reported that you've had to have surgery to remove a benign tumor in your neck. How much uh, of an impact was your health at this time too? Um, well, the, the tumor wasn't a big deal. It was just something I needed to get rid of. It was a lump in my neck and, uh, uh, they wanted to get it out. Uh, it wasn't cancerous. It was benign. Uh, so it wasn't that serious of a surgery. But what happened afterward, that got serious. Okay. And we'll get into that a little bit. But uh, you've said it here before a few times. One of the things that you always appreciated about Dixie Carter was whether you were healthy, not healthy, made appearances, couldn't make appearances. She and the team was always faithful about making sure you were paid and paid on time. 
that continues right throughout this this ending here. I, I never got a bounce check. Okay. Nancy always took care of me. She was incredible. Uh, you know, one of the greatest bosses in the world. I'm not going to lie to you. Very caring individual, and she uh, looked out for my best interest, which I thought was really cool. Did you start to notice changes in her though, as far as coming into this time again? Oh, I, I knew she was a little more stressed. Okay. I knew that she felt that the company was, you know, uh, not doing as well as she was expecting it to. Uh, so um, you could tell that, you know, the mood changed a little bit, but she was still there and she was still, you know, uh, trying to put a smile on her face and, you know, act like nothing was wrong, that everything was okay. So let's talk a little bit more. I said that we would about your neck operation because you had originally had surgery with Dr. Joe, right? In 2003. Um, were there any other issues besides your tumor? Uh, no, not when I had the tumor taken out. No, there was no issues. Uh, Dr. Joe actually did it. He's the one that performed the surgery. He actually gave me three neck surgeries, uh, in my lifetime. So, uh, after that, uh, he removed the tumor but things got really bad after that. Yeah, you got an infection, right? From yeah. you got an infection. It's reported that you were experiencing severe pain. You lost feeling in your extremities and were starting to have difficulty breathing, according to your wife Giovanna. Giovanni at the time. You get rushed to the hospital there, where they tell you your previous surgery led to a huge buildup of fluid on your spinal cord and it could have been fatal. Dude, this is some scary shit. Yeah, I never expected that to happen. You know, it was a simple surgery. They were taking out a tumor, and I thought, okay, this would be easy. And then I come to find out that, you know, I have a bunch of fluid on my spinal cord, and it's it's messing me up, like my motor skills and everything, um, trouble breathing. It was really difficult, and uh, it, it was it was a really bad time for me. So at that point, is it Dr. Joe again doing the emergency surgery for you to help clear that up, or is that... No, it was a, another doctor. Uh, I and that's forget. okay. I'm just curious if it was him or just a different procedure. No, though. it was a different procedure. They, yeah. they had to the, the release the fluid out of my spinal cord. Mm. Yeah. Did anyone from TNA remember reaching out to you just to check in, see how you're oh, going around? Dixie Carter every day. Wow. Every day I was in the hospital. She was on, on it. She she never forgot. She always wanted, she wanted to make sure I was okay every single day. Well, Kurt, you, uh, you're healing and, uh, all of a sudden, um, you know, you're able to return after months of inactivity, but you make headlines in September of that year. And, uh, I'm going to read this. It says with its, with his, its future uncertain TNA's biggest remaining mainstream star, Kurt Angle has been the subject of a lot of talk in recent days. Angle 46 said on September 8th during an appearance on Mark Madden's Pittsburgh radio talk show that he would not be signing a new deal with TNA when his contract expires in January. So, Kurt, were you seriously thinking about retiring or did you just know TNA was over and done with? I knew TNA. I wouldn't say it was because TNA was over and done with. I would say that I felt like it was my time to get out uh, because... I didn't want them coming back and offering me, hey, we can't give you a million, we'll give you 500. And I didn't want to have to deal with that. So, And I also wanted to return to WWE uh, just because of the fans. I wanted to show my appreciation uh, for them being a hardcore fans while, while I was in WWE and when I crossed over to TNA. And then I wanted to come back to WWE to finish my career. That was my goal, and that's what I did. Kurt, at this time, was it was it a little difficult walking out of TNA after all these years with the company? I loved TNA. I loved it. I loved I loved everything about it. I loved going down to Universal Studios and doing two shows in one day and not having to work for two weeks. Um, I loved uh, doing the house shows at the baseball fields. I loved I loved the pay. I loved all the workers, the wrestlers in the business. There was nothing in the business that would keep me from staying there except that I knew that TNA was almost at the end of the rope uh, as far yeah. as financially. So I had to do something. You, you said you reached, you wanted to go back to WWE. You reached out to them, but you were told there was no interest in you at this time. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. I, I, I spoke to triple H triple H said he would talk to Vince McMahon and the two things that Vince McMahon said was bad reputation. And I knew right then and there, that I had to earn my way back, that I would have to stay out of trouble and stay clean. I mean, I had four DUIs. I, you know, I was addicted to the alcohol and the painkillers and all that stuff. And I knew that I'd have to prove myself to get back there. But I knew I'd, I'd be able to get there eventually. 
So what I decided to do is retire from TNA, and I took a year off, and I did some independent matches during that year. And then WWE ended up calling me eventually. So I knew it was going to happen. It was just a matter of time. Hmm. Kurt, did you, uh, when you got that news from Triple H, did you, did the thought ever cross your mind? Maybe I pick up the phone and call Dixie back. Um, no, no, because I, I knew I was done with the TNA. I, okay. I, I knew that WWE eventually would call me back. Uh, I, I knew it because they always do. They, you know, you talk about any superstar that's ever left the WWE, even on bad terms, they've always come back. I just knew that I had to prove myself that I could stay clean and, and, and stay out of trouble for a good year or so. And they would bring me back. And that's what happened. So for you, when you left TNA, you left TNA, those days were in your rear view mirror and it was time to move on in your mind. I started doing independent shows for a year and then I ended up signing with WWE the following year. There you go. Kurt, I want to pause right now and talk to you about an app that you and I have both downloaded uh, a while ago and are falling in love with because we're going to events, whether it's concerts, whatever it is, wrestling events. I've been to a few wrestling events lately, and that is game time. Listen, guys, this is the place to go for tickets, especially last-second tickets. You know, whenever that Raw or Dynamite or Rampage, whatever the case may be, SmackDown, or if it's a concert. You know, whether Luke Bryan's coming to town, he's coming to Pittsburgh, whoever it is you're a big fan of, it doesn't matter. Metallica's doing a big tour this summer, and they're going to be uh, in these big stadiums. Again, comedy shows, game time is the place for you. They're there for that last-minute ticket. Uh, if you find tickets cheaper on another site, they're going to credit you 110%. And they offer event cancellation protection. So, Kurt, if you decide you don't want to go to that Luke uh, Combs concert, guess what? And that, or, or Luke Combs decides, I don't want to come to Pittsburgh and I'm canceling my show. You're protected, my friend. Isn't that pretty cool? Game Time has it down, brother. That is cool, man. They have something going on that's really good, and I, I'm loving it. I really am. Dude, they also have a 24-hour return guarantee. I mean, come on. I know some of you listening to my voice right now are thinking of terrible experiences with other ticket apps. But, buddy, I'm not done. This is an Olympic-level gold uh, gold level service that they offer. I'm talking jo job loss assurance. So if you prove proof of job loss, they're going to refund your tickets. I don't know if it gets any fan-friendlier than that oh, when it comes no, to the ticket no, service. No that's so, pretty damn cool yeah it, it is it's phenomenal so listen snag the tickets without the stress download the game time app today create an account and use code angle for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create that account and redeem code angle for 20 dollars off whatever event you choose comedy show rock show you know, sporting event, wrestling event, it doesn't matter. So do it right now. Download Game Time, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. You can't beat it. Download it, sign up, and the code is angle for $20 off your first purchase. And we, Kurt and I, want to thank Game Time for sponsoring this episode of the Kurt Angle Show. So, Kurt, you're held off TV before your big return at Bound for Glory, where you defeated Eric Young. What was it like being back out there in front of the fans again after all this time off with the neck issues? It was great, man. And Bound for Glory is the biggest pay-per-view of the year for TNA. And I was really happy I was able to come back and be at that pay-per-view. Uh, and wrestling Eric Young, he is another upcoming star that I knew that would shine really well. And uh, we ended up having a pretty damn good match. I think uh, what happened in the match, though, well, from what I recall, is he, he gave me a, a, a brain buster at the beginning, which uh, was a little, um, I guess they wanted me to work from underneath the whole match. Yeah. They wanted, wanted Eric to have the advantage. And I'm not so sure that, that that was a good story. I think it could have been better. We're gonna. I'm gonna go through the recap with you, but uh, um, unfortunately, there's a little bit of an issue even before you get into the ring, and uh, that is, I guess, Christy Hemi had her wires crossed, oh, yeah. and, and uh, she she announced that the match was no DQ, uh, and you come out and tell everyone you talked to Dixie Carter, and it's yeah. gonna be a no DQ match. This is uh, oh TNA. What are we doing? I look like an idiot because I didn't hear Christy saying. I was backstage. And she said, and I came out, and I'm like, well, it's going to be a no DQ match tonight. And everybody's like, uh, Christy already told us that. No. <laughs> so it, it, was, it was pretty weird, man. <laughs> 
Well, here, I'm going to go through the recap from the torch with you. And uh, it says, uh, Kurt Angle beats Eric Young 13 minutes, six seconds. Angle gets a huge reaction. Like the people see him as a legit star compared to everyone else. Maybe that goes back to why you were being paid a million and some of these guys weren't making. <laughs> uh, they were chanting his name. So Christy Hemi announced this was an ODQ match. Then Angle grabs the mic and said that he had just talked to Dixie Carter backstage and we're not going to have a wrestling match. We're going to have a no DQ match. <laughs> they probably should have alerted Hemi not to spoil his promo. Uh, they, they, he goes, they won a few minutes and Young hits a pile driver. That was the move. Yeah. Uh, Angle sold it like he was injured. A doctor and EMTs and Pat Kenny all came out. The doctor then stopped the match and ruled Angle unable to continue, but the bell had never rung. They were carrying Angle backstage and he was holding his neck. Then Eric Young attacks Kenny, gave a low blow to the doctor, and threw him into the ring steps. He decked Brian Stifler, who was helping Angle to the back. He uh, he attacked Angle. Angle told him the match was over. He didn't care. He went after Angle's neck. Young hits Angle with a chair shot to the head. That sounds like it feels good. He <laughs> held back enough that it wasn't a super hard uh, shot, uh, but he sets up a pile driver on the floor. Angle powered out and used a German suplex on the floor. Angle started making a comeback with three German suplexes and an Olympic slam, but Eric Young kicks out. Young comes back and throws Angle into the post twice and used the elbow off the top. Angle pulled Young to the center and he tapped out. So Angle won the match and then was stopped and he lost nine minutes earlier. The match told a story, but the doctor stopping it and the bell not ringing part was really stupid. The lack of crowd reaction also hurt it. Also, the live crowd had no idea what was going on with the injury angle part of this match since they couldn't hear that the match had been stopped. So the whole idea of what they were doing live just didn't get over. They still gave it three stars because this story had been better off served without the gimmick of you getting hurt. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Especially the doctor coming down saying this match is over. What in the I hell? I mean, you could, you could come down and check and say he's still able to go. I mean, that, that would have been better. But for him to say the match was over, I mean, the fans just totally, you know, they were not interested after that. It, it just really messed everything up. Just reading the recap made my head hurt. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, did TNO, TNA know, though, at this point, Kurt, that you were, you were going to be leaving when your contract was up? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yeah. You know so, what's crazy? Uh, I'm gonna, we're going to talk about it a little bit later, I, I'd imagine, but, um, TNA always wanted me to end up on top. They always, even in my retirement matches, they always wanted me to go over. Um, uh, you know, and, and me, I, I wanted to put those guys over because I was leaving. But, you know, TNA just treated me so well. They wanted me to shine before I left. And it was like, I'm here to make your other wrestlers before I leave. And they were like, no, no, no. We want you to win all your matches. But I didn't win all of them. I did lose to a few guys. Well, buddy, just a few weeks later, they have another injury angle take place with you. So you're back off TV again. Was this just back to being hurt again? Or do you remember what happened here? Um, I, I can't remember what it was. I'm not sure if it was my uh, thigh or my groin, uh, but it was something. Okay. Uh, you know, like I said, I've had a lot of injuries in my career and I had to get through a lot of them and work through a lot of them. Uh, there are a lot that I did work through and some that I couldn't, this one, I couldn't work through. I had to get, I had, had to take some time off. We have, uh, an update from the observer. Here comes Dave Meltzer. And he says, Kurt Angle has signed a deal with Bellator. He will be at the company's fan fest on November 5th at Dave and Buster's in Maryland Heights, uh, Missouri, as well as the 11 six show in St. Louis, where Bobby Lashley will fight James Thompson. People are jumping on the idea of him fighting Ken Shamrock, as Shamrock has also teased having a big announcement coming in the next few days. It's in a PR role similar to that of Randy Couture, Frank Shamrock, and Royce uh, Gracie. Kurt, why did you sign with Bellator? Was what was the um, deal here? I, I was I was helping them out. They they were trying to draw ratings. They wanted a big star to come in, and you know a well known name, an Olympic gold medalist, uh, um, to come in and uh, be part of the company and. You know, they even said if you want to uh, if you want to fight, then, then that's an option too. Uh, I never seriously took that as an option, but you know, I did think about it. But it was pretty cool because you know, Bellator and TNA, they were both working together for a long time. They were both on Spike together. Uh, I I'd I think one show was in front of the other, uh, same night of the week, so it was like a duo. And um, uh, because we had 
the same people working for both companies. Scott Fishman, one for one example, uh, he worked for Bellator and TNA. He was the guy that um, oversaw everything on both companies. So having him, he asked me, hey, could you come over to Bellator and help us out? I said, yeah, let's do it. So that's what I did. I signed a contract with Bellator, and I had to appear at certain events. The Observer also reports, Kurt, that you were one of the first announcements of TNA's live debut on Pop TV. Yes, Kurt. Another another, another change. <laughs> another TV station. What in the hell's going on here? Hey, we couldn't hold a TV station to save our life. <laughs> Yeah, I'm but, really you know, pop was a little better than uh, Destination America. I will say that. So it was a little bit of a step up, but it was definitely a step down from Spike. And, and you knew, like you said, you already knew I'm, I'm on my way out of the company. So at this point, you're just kind of like, OK, as long as those last few checks clear, um, it is what it is, right? Yeah, definitely. yeah. Dave Meltzer on November 30th, 2015 says Kurt Angle confirmed that his final shows with TNA, here it is, will be the UK tour. His plans are trying to break into acting and writing a second autobiography, claiming the WWE was too hands-on regarding the first one. He said he will be starting filming in March a movie called Epidemic. He said he'd like to get into acting and doing comedies and dramas as opposed to action movies. Jeremy Borash was shooting on an Angle documentary while uh, both were in the UK this past week. Borash also hosted Angle's talk shows that took place there this past week. Angle said he expected this tour will be the, his last time he would wrestle in the UK, and if he had his way, he'd like to do a retirement match on the tour against AJ Styles. He said he was very excited about the prospects going forward with Bellator. So were you really excited about the prospects or just tell me about you all know this? What? I, I, I was feeling it out. Uh, I didn't know if I wanted to fight or not. I mean, I was 46 at the time. I know Randy Couture fought when he was 51, but, um, you know, I, I just knew that I wasn't at my best, um, you know, with all the injuries and the strength of my arms because of my neck. You know, I, I, I couldn't even do eight push-ups at this particular time. I was not, uh, re I was not ready for any kind of MMA fights. So I knew I smartened up and said, it's never going to happen. I just need to move on. So I, I, I did do the appearances for Bellator, but I didn't decide to fight. Kurt, talk to us about that conversation with Dixie when you told her, hey, I'm done. I'm not coming back. What do you remember? Was she sad? What did she say? Tell us all what you She was about. sad, but she understood. She was really cool. She didn't try to talk me out of it. She just said, thank you for the years that you gave us. She gave us 11 great years, and we're so very grateful for that. She is the, the kindest woman in the whole entire world. Uh, as a boss, there's nobody better. She, she was always there for me, and there were times when I did some idiotic stuff, and she still was there to back me up. I mean, that woman is, you know, she, she is uh, a hidden gem, definitely. Yeah, you definitely have her on a pedestal, had a great relationship with her. Kurt, was that, have you talked to her in a, in a while? I mean, oh, you, you know what? I, she just, uh, she wanted me to do a video for a child, a nice little kid that has Down syndrome. He just had an operation and he's deaf in his ears, but he's, he's learning to hear again. And he had the operation for that. So she wanted me to do a video for him so that he could work hard enough to hear again Aww. so he could hear the video, which I thought was really smart. And so Dixie, I said, I could sign autographs or I could send you photos or whatever. And, uh, you know, she said, no, I want a video because I want him to learn how to hear again so he can hear it. That's how Dixie Carter is. Wow, man, that is amazing. Super cool. Um, thank you for sharing that too. So <laughs> it's good to hear you still have a relationship with her to this day. Yes, I do. Hmm. Uh, and you said it, you know, you said earlier that, Hey, I want to help put talent over on my way out, but they were insistent on wanting you to look good on your way out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dixie wanted me to retire on top. And, uh, you know, I fought with them. Uh, there, there were matches where I did win. I think I beat, uh, uh, during the UK tour, I think, uh, I beat Bobby Roode, but Bobby, he, he literally said, no, I'm not going to beat you. I want to do a job for you. I said, Bobby, no, this is, this is about you. This is about me making you. He said, I don't want to be made by you. I want to do the job for you. I want you to go out on top. And that, that's the feedback I was getting from the wrestlers. Now, if I'm in WWE, that would never happen in a million years. Okay? You're going out. You're doing jobs on the way out. 
But for this, you know, this company was special, man. We had a great group of guys that were unselfish and they wanted to give back. And that, that was really cool that they uh, offered me that. I did lose a few different times. I think I lost to Bobby Lashley. I think Drew Galloway mm -hmm. and uh, maybe somebody else. But I also won a few matches too. But that's because the talent demanded that I beat them. Yeah, and we're going to get into some of those last matches. We have two clips this week we'll we'll share here towards the end of the show. And uh, it's it's some moving stuff between you and Bobby Rude. And then uh, you're, we're, we do actually do have the clip of you and Bobby Lashley. But Kurt, around this time, you filmed Duck Dynasty with our bearded <laughs> friends. Uh, what do you remember about that? Do you have, you have a good time with those guys? Yeah, I had a blast. Those guys are a lot of fun. They're great Christian, great Christian family. Uh, loved hanging around with them. I will tell you this: reality shows aren't reality shows because they wrote everything down and they, you know, they told me the lines that they want me to say. So, uh, you know, it's actually pretty cool, though. I mean, you, when you watch that show, you would think that this is all improvisation, but a lot of it is written. And uh, you know, they they decide to go on certain like. In my episode, they wanted me to teach their little kid how to wrestle. So that's what I did during that episode. It was a lot of fun, though. I had a lot of fun. I loved Willie and the whole family. They were great. Man, that's cool. It's reported, too, that you're really going to try acting in 16 and 17 and that you didn't know what the future would hold, but you wanted to work with Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson, as we know him now, in a singles match. How disappointed were you that, man, that just never came together? Uh, it never did, unfortunately. There, there was an opportunity for me when I was in WWE, but uh, the WWE didn't did not pull the card. They didn't want to have it happen, and uh, it, it was really sad because I think that Daniel Bryan was so good that even though I lost a step at this point in my career, he would have made me look better than I actually was. I really believe that Daniel Bryan, him and I could have had a five star match just because of his ability. So I read all the Dave Meltzer stuff. Was it true though you were ready to become a full time actor at this point, Kurt? I mean, if if if, if you know, I if I got the opportunity. Uh, the problem was I did movies. I did I did uh, you know um, I did Warrior and I did uh, Painting Game with The Rock and I did uh, Last Witch Hunter with uh, Vin Diesel and I I did Dylan Dog with Brandon Routh, the guy that played Superman yeah. in Superman Returns. I was getting a lot of movie roles. But once I got those DUIs, nobody called again. That was, <laughs> I, I was hearing nothing on the phone. So um, I knew I had to earn my way back, and that's what I've been doing now. I've been trying to stay clean and show that I can stay out of trouble so people can de depend on me again. How many years it, are you up to? It's been a hard journey. I have three movies lined up this year that I'm doing. Oh. I'm not allowed to discuss the names yet, but uh, I will be doing them, one in May, one in June, and one at the end of the year. So I am getting back into it. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. Kurt, you said, uh, you know, rebuilding your brand and your image. How many years clean for you now? Clean and sober. Oh, gosh. Uh, 2013. Uh, so so 10, years, 10, years. 10 years. Almost 11 years. Almost 11 years. Man, that's fantastic. So uh, your debut on Pop TV. Let's get into that because here's what the torch had to say. Angle came out and was announced as the only Olympic gold medalist in pro wrestling history. Fans were chanting, thank you, Angle. He did a thanking the crowd promo and acted like he was about to retire and this was his last run. He thanked the fans for letting him live his dream. Fans were chanting, one more match. And uh, I think the idea is about a half dozen or more. He talked about how he was got he's got a, he got to wrestle Austin and The Rock and Triple H and Taker and Hogan and AJ and Samoa, Samoa Joe and Rude and Young and EC3 during his career. Thank God he mentioned the last three because it was starting to get silly putting over on TNA his biggest matches against guys from another company or guys who had left TNA. This is all from uh, from Wade Keller. He promised his caliber matches for his farewell tour. He promised high caliber matches, excuse me, for his farewell tour and mentioned he was interested in matches against both Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards. He then said he was picking his opponent for next week's main event, the future leader of Impact, Drew Galloway. Galloway came out and said he was honored Angle chose him. Uh, Jesse Goddard and Eli Drake came out. Drake said that Angle was a dinosaur, an Anglesaurus. And said that Angle was talking about the future and never mentioned 
Eli Drake. Drake then asked Goddard to be his partner against Edwards and Richards. Angle challenged the two to get in the ring. They did, but Angle and Galloway got the better of them and ran them off. So here you are, Kurt, a farewell, farewell tour. Are you pretty excited about that or, or what? Yeah, yeah. I was really excited. I, I knew that these would be my final matches in TNA, and uh, I wanted to give the fans the best matches I could. So uh, you, I mentioned Drew Galloway. We know Drew McIntyre, obviously. So talk about working with him. Oh, he was a great talent. Um, I know that when he was first in WWE, he didn't pan out very well, but I heard he was a little more immature back then. But he matured, and he grew up, and he, he got a lot better. And when he came to TNA, he was ready to go. I mean, I knew that eventually WWE would pick him back up. That's how good he was. Yeah, you team with him uh, to lose to Eli Drake, who we know now is L.A. Knight. Again, another WWE guy. Look, look at all these guys that are now in WWE doing their thing. Isn't that cool to see, though? Yeah, yeah. Seeing these guys grow in their careers and get better and better and seeing them at the top of their game, it's awesome. Yeah, so uh, you lose to them. Uh, Ellie Knight and Jesse Goddard is also uh, the American Wolves, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards. Um, you would defeat Galloway in the main event on Impact on January 12th. Were you surprised you're getting ready to leave and here you are beating their top guys still? Well, that, that's the, the problem. None of them wanted to do it. None of them wanted me to do a job. They were all demanding, please just beat me. I want you to go out on top. I don't, I don't, want, I don't want to beat you. I don't want to be the one to beat you. I I think you should uh, shine the rest of your career. And it's like, no, this is not how wrestling goes. What you do is when you're ready to leave, you make the younger athletes. You, you create them into superstars before you leave. That's what you usually do. But these guys didn't want to do it for me. They want, they want me to go out on top. It's reported, okay, so this is where I can't wait to hear your thoughts, that TNA kept offering you deals. Is that true? And if so, why did you say no? <laughs> well, they did offer me a deal. And like I said before, it wasn't half the money. It was probably three quarters of the money. So they, they were offering me a pretty good deal still, like $750 a year. Yeah. Uh, but I knew at this particular time I, w I wasn't going to stay. I knew that I made up my mind and I, I wanted to move on to WWE. Okay. One of your last appearances was losing to Matt Hardy, and he retains the TNA, TNA title after Rebby Hardy interferes. Yikes. Uh, she could whip some ass. <laughs> was it important to you to give Matt that big win? Yeah, yeah. Matt was a great talent. I, I started in the business with Matt. He was at the Dory Funkin' Dojo with me when I first started, and him and his brother Jeff were there. So we broke into the business. I mean, he broke into business long before I did, but we broke into the WWE together. And uh, so I watched Matt his whole career, and he has amazed me, him and Jeff. I thought they're two of the best wrestlers overall in the, in the history of the business. Those guys are just as good as anybody else. I mean, especially as a tag team. They did, had incredible tag team matches. But I, I, I knew it was the right thing to put Matt over. You'd finish up your time in TNA by losing to Drew Galloway in Manchester, England, and then defeating Bobby Roode. Let's take a look at this one, Kurt. It's March 1 episode, Impact Wrestling. They had taped this on January 30th in London. Kurt defeats Bobby Roode. This is our first clip of the week, uh, one of two, and we get to watch it. No filters. You ready? Yes. This is the ending, and it's uh, pretty emotional towards the end, and I, I wanted to include that, so let's take a look. Okay. Fourth thing, go! Oh! That's the sign of a true champion. Try, try, try to succeed. And Rude is looking to succeed in gaining the victory with this crossface of Platinum Curling. Great show of respect from our tremendous fans here in the United Kingdom. Will Kurt Angle tap out? Angle trying to position his body. Again, tries to turn Bobby Rude, but Rude doesn't let go. Angle's got Rude now! Angle slam by Kurt! What a move! What a counter! What a victory for Kurt Angle! And Bobby Rude picks out in two! What a counter that was! To the cross face that was a flat on Kurt Angle by Rude. He was able to come out, hit the slam, but he wasn't able to get the three count. But Kurt Angle is feeling it now! Kurt Angle wants to make Bobby Rude tap out! Rude on his feet! 
My God, and this secure it to the back of Kurt Angle's neck. What a shot. Yeah. And now Bobby Roode has got Kurt Angle up for the Roode Bomb. Oh, boy. Roode flies into the cover. Kurt Angle down, and Kurt Angle kicks out in two. How close was that, partner? How close was that kick out by Kurt Angle? You got to go back to that insecurity, though, with Bobby Roode. Tap out submission, Kurt Angle! Kurt Angle refused to quit. Much like he's done throughout his entire storied career. Kurt Angle persevered. Forced Bobby Roode to tap out to the ankle lock. What a night for Kurt Angle. What an experience for all of us to witness Kurt Angle's Final matches. Now what a Impact night wrestling. What a night for the Impact fans. Sorry, partner, I'm so excited. What a great opportunity this was for the fans, for the wrestlers, for everyone involved in this business. These two men exemplified what Impact Wrestling is all about. And what a night for Bobby Roode, a night that's just getting started here. Bobby Roode has something to say. What's on his mind? Find out after this. What an incredible match we just witnessed. Kurt Angle versus Bobby Roode, a match that had it all. Roode bombs, cross faces, ankle locks. But in the end, Kurt Angle triumphed and defeated Bobby Roode. Again, an incredible match, a great way to get started. And now Bobby Roode has something to say. You know what? There's no shame in losing to the best professional wrestler of all time. Kurt, uh, on behalf of myself, everybody in the back, every one of these fans and every fan all over the world, we want to thank you for what you have done for us, for this company, and for me. I love you. Storm, the other half of Beer Money on what has become a very emotional night here for Kurt Angle. Listen to this, Kurt. Kurt, I came out here real quick just to say on behalf of two TNA originals. We want to say thank you to a TNA legend. <laughs> Kurt, we, we spent a lot of time on the road together. And people in every organization in professional wrestling will say that the knowledge of Kurt Angle is worth millions of dollars. But to me, but to me, your friendship has been priceless. And I love you, amigo. Oh, yeah. You know you don't think you're getting ready to leave without a good celebration party, do you? Just give me the beer.
fitting for the Olympic gold medalist. Chug! Chug! Tell you what, speaking of what we just saw, I have one more match left against Bobby Lashley, and it's going to be a classic. But the one match that I would want to see more than that is Beer Money versus the Wolves. I want to see it. Kurt, what do you think watching that back? Probably for the first time in many years. Oh, uh, brought a tear to my eye. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Special moment in the ring. Yeah, that was really cool. Uh, the way those guys did that and the way they thanked me, um, it shows what kind of professionals they are. They're good guys, and uh, they were very grateful for what I was able to do for them. And, uh, you know, I, I tried to lead by example. I didn't always lead by example, but I tried to the best I could. And uh, those guys are mean the world to me. The line was not a TNA original, but a TNA legend. And, uh, you know, you could just tell how much Bobby Roode, you know, could really cared about you and how much he thought of you. And to me, no, Bobby, listen, Bobby's the guy that said, Hey, I, I'm not, I'm not going to beat you. I, I want you to beat me because you deserve that. And, uh, he was the first one to start it. And uh, that started the whole, you know, uh, roll, ball rolling down the hill where every, everybody else is like, okay, I want you to beat me too. <laughs> So, <laughs> you know, Bobby's the one that started it, and I was so grateful. And don't get me wrong, there were guys that said they never said they wanted to lose to me. They, you know, they, they were going to come in and beat me because the, that's the way it should have happened. But uh, they didn't elect to lose to me, but I don't blame them for that. Uh, Angle beats Rude via submission with the ankle lock. Good match. Uh, this is from the Torch. Crowd was really into it. The crowd saw Angle as the biggest star on the show. Rude then talked about how great Angle was. Storm came out and he pulled out two beers and a half gallon of milk and gave Angle the milk. Angle drank the milk like Austin used to drink the beer. Then somebody played the Wolves entrance music early. Angle managed to thank, uh, think on his feet and cover up for it. Then the Wolves did come out. This led to the announcement of the Wolves defending against Beer Money on the next TV show. Uh, but Kurt, we move on because it is now time for your last match against Bobby Lashley, March 18th, 2016, which ended up in a losing effort. Uh, this was actually taped on January the 31st in Birmingham, England. Are you ready to check it out? We have the last few minutes of this one. Yes, sir. Let's watch it. All right, here it goes. Let's, let's, uh, let's take a look. The Yet again. Lashley looking for a second spear. They're gonna put away Kurt Angle. What's the roll? He connected. He connected. Kurt Angle's down. Another cover. And this time Kurt Angle can still kick out at two. Oh, oh, oh man. There's your frustration. Uh, not frustration, maybe disbelief. Not gonna say frustration yet. But frustration comes in, mistakes are made. Lashley is still sticking to his game plan. Maybe a third time's a charm, partner. I think we're all in disbelief. This time, Kurt Angle sidesteps it. Kurt Angle with his schoolboy. Lashley stacked up. Kurt Angle going for the angle lock yet again. Oh, man, he got such torque on that. The knee is bent in the uncle position. He let, he great it. Lashley is trapped. There's nowhere for Lashley to go. This is going to take pure will, pure Oh my God! Can Lashley uh, scratch and claw his way to the bottom rope? The only way, perhaps, for Lashley to break the ankle lock of Kurt Angle. The question is, how long can Lashley stand the hole? Can he make it to the rope? Trying to hang on is Lashley. Trying to fight through the pain. Lashley closing in on tapping out to the greatest wrestler of all time. A storybook ending for the career of Kurt Angle. And Kurt has it locked in the way he does. He can snap Lashley's ankle, but Lashley refuses to give up. Kurt Angle again now trying to reposition himself for the ankle lock. Lashley turned inside, breaks the hold. How did Lashley survive? Have no idea. Oh! Sheer gut, 
Shift fortitude shown by Lashley. Kurt Angle harder with a steel post. First spear! First spear! Is it enough to put away Kurt Angle? Lashley with the victory! Lashley has beaten Kurt Angle! Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the match, the Destroyer, Lashley. How did Lashley not tap out to the ankle lock? How did Lashley defeat Kurt Angle? Wow. Everyone is just in shock. Lashley did it. He did it right, and he did it by his own merit. Kudos to Lashley. What a great matchup between these two. What a great show by the Hall of Famer, Kurt Angle. But the career of Kurt Angle is over. Kurt Angle indeed. Pure class being shown here. Yeah. By every white Lashley, what the hell was that? OMG! Why? What was the point of that? This is uncalled for. Here's Drew Galloway. Just get Lashley the hell out of the ring. Lashley appears to be thinking about what just happened. And it's not fair! Lashley takes out Galloway. What is going through the mind of this man? Here's Eddie Edwards. And Eddie gets speared. All of these men coming out who respect Kurt Angle the way I do, the way you do, to try to help out. But Lashley, Lashley, oh, no. Lashley could care less. He's saying this is this moment. What the hell is he doing? What the hell is he doing? He's doing something that is just dead wrong. Why? Why is Lashley taking his approach? What the hell's wrong with him? And here comes EC3. What does this mean for Lashley? Whatever it means, EC3 has his eyes locked on the ring, and he's staring a hole through Bobby Lashley. EC3 will challenge for the World Championship live next week, but he has his sights set on the Destroyer Lashley, who took out Kurt Angle, who took out Drew Galloway, who took out Eddie Edwards, but here comes EC3. Look at the scenery. Look at all the bodies that Lashley has laid waste to. All in the ring, and now there's just two standing. That's Lashley, and that's EC3. Lashley at this point, smiling and laughing and turning his back and walking away from EC3. This was supposed to be a celebration tonight. We were supposed to honor the career of Kurt Angle as he said goodbye, but instead, Lashley took it upon himself to put everyone on notice and take out men that he once considered to be his friends. The Destroyer leaves carnage and ruin in his wake and rocks impact wrestling to its very core. Well, buddy, now you go out the WWE way. <laughs> hey, that was my idea uh, at the end of that match. Um, I wanted Bobby to clean house, and I wanted Bobby to respect EC3 enough not to do anything to him because the company told me, Dixie told me, she wanted Bobby Lashley and EC3 to be the two top guys in the company. Okay. Wanted him to have a, eventually have a program together. And I thought have Bobby kill everybody from the locker room that comes out. But when EC3 comes out, he backs away and gives the ring to EC3. So that, that was, uh, that was planted there. And that, that was my idea. 
Well, there you go. Listen, Kurt, after Lashley leaves, we, which we didn't see on the clip, all the faces, they all give you a hug. They embrace you. Then they left the ring. Angle said he thinks that wrestlers often don't show enough appreciation for the fans. So Kurt thanks all the fans and told them he'd see them again someday. <laughs> and uh, that's how it was it. That's how it wrapped up, man. And uh, were you happy with the way that everything ended there with TNA? Yeah, yeah, I was happy. I don't think it could have been any better. Uh, you know, the... I had the matches I wanted to have. I had the dream matches against Bobby Roode, Drew Galloway, uh, uh, Bobby Lashley. Those, those are the guys that I wanted to wrestle before I left. Is there anything at all, Kurt, that comes to top of mind that you would have changed about your run in TNA? Uh, just some of the personal choices I made. You know, the DUIs. Um, you know, that, that that stuff is just something I had to, you know, endure through. But... Uh, you know, I, I regret it sometimes and don't get me wrong. It's made me a better person, but at the same time, I just wish I wouldn't have made those mistakes. Did you ever imagine that you would have ended up being in TNA longer that you would, than you ever were in the <laughs> no, WWE? No, no I, I never imagined that would happen. I actually, you're absolutely right. I went back to WWE for two years, which means I, I ended up in WWE for nine and TNA for 11. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm more of a TNA guy than I am a WWE guy. <laughs> I mean, you are. It's, it's if you think about it that way. But yeah. listen, mainstream WWE, it's just next level. And so, uh, you know, you're our Olympic hero, and that's where many, many will remember you from. But, hey, this is the perfect time to remind you, if you didn't get to check out Kurt in TNA, you can go to impactwrestling.com forward slash packages and sign up for all their digital content using that promo code Kurt. And you can relive where Kurt spent the majority of his pro wrestling career in <laughs> TNA, dude. It's something. Hey, I had some of my best matches in TNA. We're going to watch one uh, next week. We're going to do lockdown 2008 as a watch along. Um, so that's going to be fun. We're going to watch along, talk about it and, you know, we'll mute throughout and ha have some dialogue you and I, uh, but I'm really looking forward to that show. Uh, but before we get out of here this week, Kurt, there's a few things I want to remind our fans and our listeners about. First of all, that's ad free shows. We talk about it every week with good reason, because it is the number one place to find all that great wrestling content that you've come to know and love. We've got over a dozen podcasts over there, including the Kurt Angle show. You get them early, you get them ad free and all kinds of bonus shows. You got the Mike Chioda show. You got Dominic D'Angelo, who's Mr. Behind the Scenes MVP for all this show, but he's hosting all kinds of things, whether he's talking to Jesse, the body Ventura or whoever else he can dig up. He he's unbelievable. Uh, there's a lot of content over there. So check it out. Conrad's over there doing a lot of special shows and content that you can only find over there, whether it's the insiders, whether he's working and doing stuff with Jim Crockett Promotions and David Crockett, some shows over there. So check it out, ad-free shows as well. Also, you get all the live experiences where you can jump on to many of the shows and listen to them live while they're recording uh, so you can't beat it. Uh, the other thing I want to mention before we get out of here this week is advertising with the show. You can advertise with angle.com. Go to advertisewithangle.com right now. And if your business targets 25 to 54-year-old men, uh, there's no better place to advertise than right here with us on the Kurt Angle Show. You've heard us do ads for some of the same companies for years, and that's because it works. We have a super targeted audience, and there's very, very little waste. So go to www.advertisewithangle.com and find out more about how you can advertise with our show specifically, and we would appreciate that. Also, make sure you're checking us out on all the socials, uh, whether it's Kurt's personal social or uh, the show's personal, the show uh, social what I say, man, easy for me to say, Kurt, I'm getting tongue tied, <laughs> but you can find him at real Kurt angle. You can find the show on many platforms at the angle pod, but I can't put over YouTube enough. And, uh, that's where we're growing our subscription by leaps and bounds. Check it out. YouTube.com forward slash the angle pod. Make sure you like subscribe and turn on notifications. Uh, and so that's also, we're going to find a lot of bonus content that you can't find anywhere else. Kurt, before we get out of here this week, it's time for you to swivel that chair around and go, Oh, it's in front of you. Grab those chicken <laughs> snacks and tell us about where they can get physically fit. Chicken snacks, crispy protein bites and snacks, smart crispy protein bites. One's chicken proteins, one's organic plant protein. There are 11 different flavors. They're all incredible. You'll love them. They're very crispy. They're sweet and tangy. You're going to love them. Um, 
Uh, go to physicallyfit.com to order yours. Uh, we have different flavors, sriracha, kung po, uh, cinnamon swirl, uh, buffalo blue cheese. Um, yeah, just go ahead on the website and order at physicallyfit.com. You'll love them. There you go. Check it out. And guys, listen, all merchandise can be found for Kurt Angle at KurtAnglebrand.com. Kurt's got cameo videos, birthday cards, uh, you name it. It's over there. Cowboy hats, milk cartons. Kurt, that's the place to be, isn't it? Yeah, it's the whole ball of wax. Whatever you want. Photographs, milk cartons, birthday cards, cowboy hats, t-shirts, cameo video messages. Order on the site and I'll send it right to you. There you go. And you can find merch for the store at boxagimmicks.com. We've been blowing up over there. Uh, Dom, our man, as I mentioned so much on this show, because we can't do it without him, is doing a lot of great designs for us there. So check it out, boxagimmicks.com. Kurt, this has been a lot of fun. I appreciate you doing this with me this week. We'll be back again next week doing more TNA. Thank you. Thank you. All right, buddy. On behalf of your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, this is Paul Bromwell, and we'll see you right back here next week on... The Kurt Angle Show. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.